Hi, you are listening to Around Startup Podcast and I have with me Balaji Vishwanathan. For me, I don't have enough word to basically introduce Balaji because, you know, because of his versatile, oh, I don't have right term to say that actually. So uh, currently Balaji is uh, building a, soft, uh, a humanoid and I'm going to talk to him about that. Most of you who are active on Quora must be knowing him for all his answers. So let's talk to Balaji. Balaji, welcome to the show. Hello. Hi, Atul. How are you today? It is a great day and a great week too. What's so great about it? Um, in the last two, three days, it has been a very exciting uh, time for us. And um, we had two sort of teams travel to two different locations, showing, uh, showcasing our uh, robots and a whole bunch of uh, news uh, papers like you know Hindu, Times of India, uh, Entrepreneur Magazine, all of them covered us in with glowing articles. So this is one of the happiest weeks for me in the recent times. So uh, tell us in detail like what exactly you are building. If I am correct, you are building a humanoid, right? Exactly. So uh, we are building a four and a half feet tall humanoid uh, robot uh, with the ability to show some human emotions and interact with humans in a natural way through speech and face recognition. Um, and this could be used uh, in a variety of locations where customer interaction is required. Could be in event uh, management, could be in hospitals, retail, and homes, uh, and like the, the applications are endless. So we build the hardware and the core uh, APIs. And we want to work with software companies which can build amazing range of cool software on top of it. How old is this company? Uh, this was started about six months ago, and this product is about three months old. And how big is your team? Like three months old already being in the newspaper? Uh, uh, so we have a team of eight uh, full-time people right now and uh, two part-time, uh, part-timers but eight full-timers and these team, team guys are crazy. They are amazingly crazy, uh, crazy guys they, uh, they do. And we have uh, every kind of, uh, uh, every major kind of engineering work that we do. So we are mechanical engineers who are looking at like, you know, the stability design and everything from ground up designing. We have material science guys who are looking at what kind of different products, materials we can use for strength and all those things. We have uh, electronics engineers who look at like, you know, design the whole, the electronics circuits and the PCB. We have uh, uh, like software engineers who are building the algorithms and again like, these are not like mutually exclusive groups, but you know, like the, the guy in mechanical engineer one day would become a software engineer the other day and vice versa. So we have this crazy group of crazy engineers who try out multiple things and in multiple engineering disciplines they are, they are building product. So we will get back to the humanoid in a bit. Let's move the clock back and, and, and know more about Balaji who moved to US in 19, 2004. In 2004 and, and what brings him back to India? Like, I mean, uh, this is something I, I, I mean, I, I love the US and I still, I love the US and I, I love the US. But there is something uh, like I, I like about India, there is this huge amount of uh, potential in that. So it is like India is like a startup. So a startup is chaotic, a startup is risky, a startup does not have process, and, and, and startup is for crazy people. Same thing is for India. Uh, it is, it has no process, it is chaotic, it is risky. But then, in both these things, there is something, one is there is satisfaction, personal satisfaction, doing things. And there is also this, there is a chance of big riches, because just like a startup, India has also 
growing extremely fast. So you can grow fast with the startup, you can grow fast with the country. And India is a country, I'd say, ideally place for a startup. A startup is a place where you have to be prepared for the unexpected. Anything could happen, any crazy time. So there are no rules. You bend your rules, break your rules, and you form your rules, and you break your own rules. India is like that. So when you drive in an Indian road, it is like an Indian startup. You, you don't have a rule, you don't have a road, you don't have a process. You create your own, and you break your own, you bend your own. So I would say why Indians are so good in entrepreneurship in Singapore, London, or Bali, or even in India, it's because we are used to craziness, chaos, and that is startup. So I'd say like, you know, running a startup in India is like, you know, being a part of the chaos. And the chaos both inside and outside is good. So now we are in like, you know, uh, stability. Uh, if, if I remember correctly, you, you went to US, then you moved back to India in 2005, Nine. 2009 with Nalanda you. So what's the story behind it and why did you move back to US? What has changed now? From that, um, so in 2009, uh, I had this big idea. Like, you know, there's, uh, universities were giving out course survey, courses for free, but there was no structure for it. Like, MIT would have its own OCW, Open Courseware, and uh, Harvard had its own thing. So, what we wanted to do is, we, we I want I wanted to collect all these things, provide a single interface where you can log in, you can maintain your your course profile, you can take the courses, take the quizzes on top of that, then have a transcript. And at some point, this transcript could be used for jobs uh, or taking a certificate. So that was the approach for it. But the problem was, it was before Coursera, University, Udemy, or anything that happened in this edtech. So there was nothing called an edtech back in 2009. Nothing called a MOOC back then, back in the day. So uh, it was a very painful time, like going to the VCs and and then trying to get uh, get them understand uh, what online education is. Uh, everyone wrote us uh, wrote it off like you know this is not a sector that could be that could be of any any potential so that happened and and then i tried wicked motor education to actually give uh, get more traffic for the online education and even when i was uh, giving uh, education for free uh, no one really uh, took up the took up the offer so it was a bit uh, disappointing uh, and so i started my second company which is zinfin which is a fintech company so, so we were into how do we use uh, analytics to actually uh, gain insights in uh, uh, in the market. So that was the thing. But but back in 2010, late 2010, fintech was not an industry back then. So so it was a crazy thing once again, like you know, going after like you know, trying to convince okay, analytics and uh, and then analytics and fin finance comes together very well uh, together. It was it was painful uh, the, the journey. Um, and so then I, I, I thought, okay, US is a better market for that. So I moved back to the US. Uh, I got funding from a couple of accelerators and I was also the final round of Y Combinator with Paul Graham personally interviewing us. So that thing uh, happened, we got good amount of traction, uh, but I didn't, I could not continue. We pivoted into a productivity tool and that is still used by a lot of people, like over 70,000 people still use it called Limitless. So it's a productivity tool and it's one of the most satisfying products uh, I've built and that is that is used by people. So if I have to say in one sentence about Balaji Vishwanathan, Balaji is a serial entrepreneur who loves India. <laughs> the love for India makes him come back again and again and try something new. 
Uh, I would not call myself a serial entrepreneur uh, because only thing is, by definition, serial entrepreneur means you have success in each startup. As in the exits. Yes, you have had exits. Uh, I, I, in my case, the exits was I exited. <laughs> I exited in that. So, so in that case, uh, in, in that sense, I'm not a serial entrepreneur. But an entrepreneur who tries uh, multiple things and, and I, I, I don't quit entrepreneurship. Just like I keep trying out multiple things until I run out of all the ways to lose. It's, so it's like not giving up attitude, which is keeping you like trying new. Yeah, because and, and, and because I am so uh, attracted and addicted to building new things. So like, so and, and and part of it now I I, I can at least say I, I was right at like, you know, 2009. I could have waited a couple of more years. Things should have been and, and 2010-11 when I was doing zinc, I could have waited a couple of more years. So, so the, the thing I tell, I don't regret starting any of those things. Now I say I should have just, I regret uh, like moving out of it soon enough. And that is because I listen to people little too much. So, so I start eventually filtering bit to bit, bit more. Uh, so I don't need to listen to people as much, uh, or like, or at least I should follow their uh, design, uh, the thinking process. Uh, that so that is one of the learning. So uh, in any business, I found like you know, first two years once you stick on, the survival rate goes up quite a bit. So how do we stick on the first two years committed to an idea and getting the, the right sort of customers is, is what I, I by now I find out, found out is, is the most important thing. And, and this is what we are now experimenting with our new startup. So uh, coming back to the humanoid and, and, and I'm playing a little bit of a devil's advocate here. But whenever it has anything to do with hardware or whenever it has to do with selling a software, hardware is equal to China, software equal to US. Why and how are you building something here in India? Um, so, so, so there's both hardware and software <laughs> with all the, like, you know, the, the new age things. So I, I believe fundamentally like you know, India has all the potential to build it. Right? You know, because when I see in the valley, in Boston, in Singapore, in London, wherever I go, it's, it's predominantly the Indian engineers who are, who are driving a lot of the a lot of the value chain uh, there. So if, if we could drive the value chain there, why not we drive, drive, uh, drive it and it's much more cheaper to get the same quality of the engineer before they leave. So so you are getting a river and just trying to get the river right near the source rather than getting to the delta because this is where the origin of this thing happened and there's also like a like a deeply fun, uh, like you know core philosophy for me is um, i mean our, our students are extremely smart we have a huge amount of people like you know are extremely smart and all of them they are like you know people their people are making them undersell their capabilities so that that means uh, uh, like you know we, we are like you know uh, as a nation we are shooting a lot less than uh, like what it should be. So I can give you an example. So we, uh, I met a person a month ago. This person dropped out of his uh, college the first year. He, he studied at a second tier or third tier three college uh, called Manipal Institute and, and he, uh, he dropped out of it because he was too smart to be in college. So then uh, I found uh, found him, he actually tweeted to me about his product and, and I was so amazed by what he did. I said like, I don't really care about like, you know, your college. I got him like within the first week he started writing production quality software. And, and this is the person I, I didn't have to explain to him much like he was like you know, two steps ahead of me in thinking through stuff. In within three weeks of his hiring he has been going through real like, changes in, in our code, uh, significant things. So that is like you know amazing thing that, and this is just one one example. I, I meet 
hundreds and hundreds of students every week in these in these institutes and they carry so many dreams ambitions and they are all like you know over the time those those ambitions and dreams get like whittled like because they they get undersold like you know so my fundamental thing what if we could tap these lacks of these people like the the one intern i got what if we could get lack of those interns it is it is the, the, they are out there in india what if i could have one lack of it i'll be the worst person what keeps balaji going on 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 kora like you are one of the you know top rated or uh, top viewed uh, writer for all these years um i mean this is uh, i mean i have been writing for um over 15 years uh, now uh, in various uh, various uh, capacities i was also a professional writer i was a professional writer for us political party called the republicans um for a, for a while i was managing some other uh, content i cannot give the specifics uh, but i was i was uh, like long time before i joined cora and then for some other top companies and startups i was also managing their content uh, for a while while i was running my my startup i need to uh, get my get fuel burning in my house so so i i did like another you know, content i was a professional writer for uh, for about one and a half years and before then i was running blogs for about 5 6 years and within microsoft i was known more for my writing than for my coding um so they they had this internal posting list and this like i was there in everywhere every discussion list so pretty much uh, majority of the company knew me there through my writing so so my writing started way before cora uh, had and once i got into cora it was a different set of audience different set of uh, things and and it was it is a addiction there because i'm um, meeting students and and people talking about their their thing like after like a year or so they come back okay i use your experience to work and and uh, advise to do this thing so and when they share the success story that becomes such an addiction because like you know like you could change somebody's like even a little bit I mean, they have done all the work like you know but but they are trying to still give you credit for like you know little part of the advice uh, so so that is a very very uh, addictive thing in that and, and over the years the just uh, just interaction with students and indian techies that's that was so addictive to me and 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 i, I love interacting with students i spend now 30% of my time actually um, like you not know, just dedicated to students and mentoring them connecting them advising them um just as a, because i believe that is where like you know if, if india if we can change at the student level can change a whole india so cora to me is sort of like my own little way to change uh, i mean it's not like i'm changing anything but my own little like, uh, way to change uh, uh, like some stones and uh, just for the listeners most of the employees for his current startup Yeah, you can go ahead and tell. Yeah, uh, every every one of the uh, employee was what uh, was uh, hired through Cora. I didn't put any any kind of job posting or anything. So I keep sharing with people on what I build uh, in the blog, and people say, okay, I know this this cat designer. Can I can I help you with it? Then I interview them, and and then I know speech modeling or I know face recognition. So people. people go google who have been uh, like interacting with me for a long time they come up with uh, their own proposal and i can do a face and i can do speech or i can do body design i can do material design and they they came so the whole team was actually through cora and it's a, it's a pretty happy team and that's so rent out to pay or spend a single uh, penny on, on on like you know the hiring process uh, at least that should not yet 
So let's let's get to your personal life. If I'm correct, you had a love marriage. What's the story behind it? No, <laughs> it was a arranged marriage. But arranged marriage that became love. <laughs> and like, so um, so this is uh, again. I have a, a one and a half year old son. Um, so uh, he is the most dearest to me. Just above my bot. Uh, again, like just the the bot is now part of the family. Like Mitra is a. It's a core part of my family, uh, family now. Um, so it's it's just when I talk about my family, I have to talk about the the the, the, the bot itself because it has got this human characteristics. But then I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I grew up in uh, in a small village in Tamil Nadu, and uh, pretty much uh, back then my my dad was in uh, in a bank and we were moving around multiple villages. Pretty much I didn't have much entertainment uh, to other than like you know read books in this big library of uh, books. So uh, so that's that's only uh, only kind of thing. I, 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 I didn't have, I didn't get to do much things in my childhood. Coming back to books, you are also author of a book. Can you tell us more about it? So uh, history is a fascinating uh, fascinating thing because it's about it's about humans. It is about connections. It is about you know power, politics. You know uh, like our, our origins and so on. But such a such a fascinating thing uh, that could be made like you know when when history is written in the right set of form like you know with, like, you know it becomes the things like Game of Thrones or you know Mahabharata and all those things. But you know there there it is like history added with fiction. But the core thing is people like there is this all the action, all the connection, all the judgment, all the thing. People people never natural loving for history. But the problem with our authors is they write history in the most boring way that that people hate history. So uh, with with my book, what I want to do is, is partly change how people read history. So this is a history of modern India. Uh, India is in 1947. In most of the history book, the India in the history stops where once Mahatma Gandhi won freedom for us. Now, now what happened for us is something that we are not taught in our uh, taught in our schools. So many great things happened. Like how did this whole India, like which was like 543 different uh, princely states, how did Patel and you know VP Menon brought it all together? That's a fascinating thing. How was our constitution made? Why did we make all these in two and a half years? They discussed all those amazing things that brought us. What was the backstory behind behind the constitution? What was the backstory behind all the wars we fought? You know, this amazingly great wars. For instance, the Indo-Pakistan War of 1971 was the in the modern in the last 300 years of modern history. This was the this was the biggest defeat that any nation has had. A nation was cut more than half. In just three weeks, no other time in the last three hundred years, any other nation had this a bad defeat in just three weeks. It's an amazing story of these. And what happened in China War? I mean, there is something people talk about. There is a huge amount of thing that went in Cuba that was directly like you know impacting what the Indo-China War it is. So, so this this the story behind our wars is a fascinating thing. The story behind some of our horror horror stories like the nineteen eighty four Bhopal tragedy. Or why terrorism started in uh, in Kashmir, or why terrorism started in uh, LTT, the, the the Sri Lankan terrorism. So what was our hand? Amazing stories. And then with the 1991 liberalisation, how did our uh, how did we end up in, in this thing where we don't have to wait for our scooters or telephones? What changed? So the the post 1947 history has so many interesting stories that that our history books 
diagnosed as there is nothing more interesting happening in what's on this so this is this is this is the most fascinating period i wanted to cover so uh, yesterday i asked a question on twitter and i'm asking you again uh, what are the five things which makes india unique than any other part of the world or the nation um the the first and most important thing is the ganga there is no other river like the ganga there is no other river even close like the ganga the ganga carries more silt than any other river in the world amazon is more than like five or six times bigger than ganga in terms of water flow but it carries hardly a, a fraction of what ganga carries in terms of silt so since ganga is the carries the most amount of silt india has the world's largest alluvial plain and india has the largest delta so so anywhere between pakistan where the indus runs and uh, like the brahmaputra runs in assam you could throw a seed there and it would it would grow into a plant that much of a beautiful uh, uh, alluvial plain only ganga could create so so india is ganga that that that, that is a, that is a core and, and and all the other rivers that that, that beautifully make this this country no other country has this wide uh, sort of rivers in this uh, in this geographical thing there are only about 17 river basins in the world 17 major river basins in the world of these 17 about 9 are stuck in uh, in like you know places like siberia in canada like in you know, extreme cold places or in deep rain rainforest like in congo or in the amazon rainforest and all so that leaves only about 9 actual river basins that are actually suitable for great uh, civilization two of them are in india two of them are in china so that leaves only five out of out of india and china that could carry a major civilization those five like tigris euphrates in, uh, in iraq major civilization nile which is in uh, this thing major civilization rhine in major civilization the mississippi but india has got two of them and two of them not just the water with, with the two of them with the most amount of silt that that water that's why we we celebrate our rivers not without a reason because this rivers we got is the most unique thing in the world so it's the first thing second thing is india is a natural fortress if you look at it so there is this indian ocean at the bottom there is tibet here there is indus river here there is arakan river so it's a fortress there is only one opening into india this from the khyber pass it's such a fortress that our culture that that started in the bronze age it still continues through the, to this age so so sanskrit is on the oldest continually spoken languages so like the vedas is the oldest extant religious text all these things just was towards in 1500 bce the same thing it is there so it's a huge amount of cultural continuity no other civilization has a cultural continuity like what we have so that is there's a second most that that is from this beautifully uh, constructed geographical thing that is there is india is beautiful fortress third thing india has a land that will repel any great invader so if you are an amazing invader india will defeat you alexander was stopped in uh, the darius was stopped in the in indus the the fatima caliphate the arabs are unconquerable they they went all the way to spain and you know where they stopped in the indus river that's why like india did not became islamic at that because the arabs were stopped in this, this epic battle uh, there and then genghis khan genghis khan nobody could stop genghis khan but even he hesitated to cross indus and he never crossed indus not because he were we were uh, we were poor we were, we were so rich and still so if you are an extremely ambitious ruler we will defeat you so the only way to defeat india is 
by weakening it inside, by getting into India and slowly getting getting through. So it is all through internal uh, uh, things. So like the, the Europeans, they got into India, spent more than a century setting up the so slow things, played the people, and then slowly got into India. Not ambitious, not powerful. Then you can take it India. So the weak can take India, but the strong cannot take India. That's that's another amazing uh, amazing thing about uh, the country. And the fourth thing is, uh, Indians are pretty much okay with anyone ruling us. Anyone, you, you can come in, you can, you, can, you can rule us. As long as you, you don't mess with us. As long as you don't ask us to change anything. So, so we could have Mughals, we could have British and anything. So, so because our political systems are completely irrelevant. So, so when people say India was not a nation because of all these nations and empires and kingdoms were there, it's completely bullshit because those kingdoms and empires are completely irrelevant to India itself. You could have anyone at the top and completely like the, the bottom was, was completely could be untouched by 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 it. So the kings and the and the emperors and the kingdoms are completely irrelevant to uh, irrelevant to India. Same thing like you know each of our states, each of our state have a nationalistic character like in you know, Punjab or Tamil Nadu or Karnataka. But none of our states are existed as a kingdom. Tamil Nadu was never a kingdom. Karnataka was never a kingdom. Punjab was never a kingdom. But still, so because like all these different kingdoms that rule, because Indians allow anyone to rule them as long as you don't mess with them. So the political, so India was not something that was controlled by the political system at all. Even to this day, the political systems do not govern us. India was always controlled through the social systems. So it's, it's a very, very unique way. So the caste system with all these negativities, but that's how the whole system itself was there. So, so you could have British rulers and have not, no change happen on the ground because no power existed on the ground. The power, the only power existed was through the social system. And anyone who tried to touch a social system, even a bit, will be completely overthrown. That's what happened to the East India Company, that's what happened to the British Empire. When they even moment touched the tried to touch anywhere into the system, as long as they stay above the system, they are completely fine. That's the fourth unique thing about it. Like our politics and the empires and the emperors were completely irrelevant to India itself. It's the social systems that were more relevant. And the, and the uh, fifth uh, thing is we never had revolutions or dictatorship in our whole history. So when you when you talk, talk about autocrat, at best you can get it out easy. But but no other thing like you can say, oh this was a dictator of this, like there's, there's no no character like this. Europe Europe had it, China had it. There's no like you know kind of dictator kind of uh, and there was no revolution again for India because the, the, the same thing. Indian system is not like you know revolutions work when there's political system can be changed. Indian political system was not relevant at all. So the revolutions never happened, dictatorship never happened either. So Indira Gandhi for all, with all her power, all her thing, eventually had to bow to the people because the politicians were not relevant. It is all the systems underneath that was, that is the most powerful thing. So, so India is truly a fascinating thing. That's the reason why we are one sixth of the population. It's, it's not without reason. It's not like we are any more sexually capable than the Europeans or the Americans. They are equally capable sexually. But, but then we are we are something very unique about this land itself so that we could fill one sixth of the population. So uh, in year 2017, uh, what will be your advice to each one of us, the, the makers of India's economy or India's startup ecosystem? Because I see a lot of negativity, pessimism, you know, 
pessimism i would say like going around people are talking oh india is doing bad oh so much of pollution so much of population so so what would be your advice to you know a fresher who is just in engineering college or or someone who wants to see india in flying colors compared to any other country in the world and this is an amazing time to be that destruction and chaos is the best time to start anything anything great think about like you know we can keep going back in you know, 2008 massive crisis but what did it do to the tech ecosystem actually the the big startup revolution started after the 2008 revolution there's airbnb reddits and y combinators all those things primarily came strong after the 2008 crisis again 2000 crisis people say okay this was a big destructive thing but that was a destructive thing that differentiated us the googles and amazons and microsofts from all the useless companies that got destroyed so and then if you keep going back great depression was a time when hp and so many great companies were created the world war was a time so many advancements of rocketry and you know atomic bomb and and, and like jet engines were, were created you go to the long depression in the us there was in 1880s that was a time of brutal long destruction happened but after the end of this brutal destruction over a period of 10 years came ge ibm procter and gamble goldman sachs and all the great brands that we know of they were started in those few years after this so this pain that is that is quite good so we need to clear out a lot of shit so that the death is as a good thing the death of a lot of startups will happen That's that's a good thing because that, that clears off all the crap uh, from the system, and we have amazing set of problems. When you see each of these problems, okay, pollution or like you know energy management, water management, each of this is a great billion dollar opportunity for a startup. So so when you don't have a problem, that's a problem. When you have clearly stated problems, clearly stated problems is our, our pollution PM two point five. That is that is high. That's a like you know our problems are clearly stateable. That's where like you know great startups can be built around. And 2017, I believe this is the this is year when uh, when the AI and robotics come finally to the age. For the last one month, I'm sure most of you would have read more about AI than in, in the end of 2016. Because this is a time when when all these things, this perfect storm, gathering from four different directions, and then this is this is when so. and when when this happens whole new industries are going to crop up and think of how many billion dollar companies came when pcs first were introduced think of oracle like apple microsoft like you know so many 100 billion dollar companies came because of pc the same thing is going to happen with robotics so many 100 billion dollar companies so many thousands of billion dollar companies are going to come who is going to create it we can do you read i'm guessing yes you do yeah, have to so what was the last book you read um that we tried to thinking uh, fast and thinking slow by daniel daniel kahneman uh, so that was the last book i i read so these days i don't get to read as many books as i as i used to and then uh, just before the thing is the shiva trilogy uh, i mean others have read abhinav sanghi right uh like ashish tripathi uh, yeah ashish tripathi okay i have not read it definitely so uh, so the, the the three uh, three books the the, the shiva trilogy uh, so that is that is uh, amazing i mean so it's a very fictional uh, take on on our uh, like the ancient indian history but uh, but pretty fascinating one so uh, i think i'm almost done with all my questions uh, the last question which i still have like how we can help you like 
the users of India or, or the the people listening to the podcast. So be be open to new ideas. So for us, like for like in general, for startup startups, startups need users like you. So startups need people who try out new things. Who will who will take the risk. Okay, let me try out. What is my maximum risk? If the startup if the product does not work, let me have a maximum risk of like say two thousand rupees. So I'll put it on this startup. Okay, this two thousand rupees it broke. That's so be open to like risk and and then so so that is a. a Thing. And and more specifically to us, we want people the like you know in connection and in customer interaction uh, in places like event management and and like you know finance, banking, financial sector. Those are uh, places where we are quite interested in. Thank you, Balaji. Thanks for your precious time. Hoping to meet you soon and record another podcast. Sure, this is my this is my pleasure, Atul. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Your suggestion will be a great help to me. Send me your feedbacks. to my email atul at the rate around startups.com or alternatively via twitter at around startups underscore i'm not done yet you can also find us on facebook itunes and soundcloud as around startups so what are you waiting for go follow us on all the social media channels